Hi, this is Carolina. This is Nicole. Join the conversation as we discuss life, love, health, and all the cheese in between. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Different Accents. Hey, people. We're back. We're back. So in this episode, we're still celebrating Women's History Month, but it's also Nicole's birthday. Yay! Yay. Happy birthday to you. Happy You know, and not only is we're celebrating Women's History Month, Nicole's birthday, but we also have uh, four amazing guests, our dear friends and partners in crime. Yes. We have Chayo, Faith, Laura, and Isa the Chingona. Chingona <laughs> in the house. <laughs> uh, thank you, ladies, for being with us tonight. We're celebrating my birthday, but it's it's important still to highlight yes. the women in our lives and um, those who've made and been inspirations in our lives. So, Faithy, who has been a woman in your life that has been inspiring? My grandmother. Your grandmother. Yes, as I have said before, and I will always say my grandmother. And Faith, for you, if you have not listened to uh, Rise Above, uh, Hurdles of Success, uh, Faith was on our last episode. Yes, so tune in. Tune in to, to that episode to hear her story. Um, and we also have Child in the Child. house. Child. <laughs> <laughs> um, and same question for you. What, what woman has been a big inspiration for you? My mother. Your mom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The tia. <laughs> so what what has she what advice has she's given you anything you want to share with us she always told me and i will never forget this advice she told me don't ever ever depend on a man you always make your own money yeah and ever since i was a little kid 15 years old my first job was at heinie's Heinie's yes. Chicken. Oh, We're not yes. sponsoring, but if you want to. <laughs> if you're listening, Heinie's, send us some chicken. Heinie's <laughs> on Friday. On Friday. Heinie's my first job. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. But that's the advice she always told me. That's I great always, advice. Sorry. Kept Sorry, fellas. Uh, and we have uh, Chingona in the house as well. Um, the name who, says it all. The name says it all. <laughs> Uh, so which woman in your life has been a big inspiration? I'm actually going to go with Miss Hayden, who was a teacher. Really? Okay. Uh, she was actually like, um, I believe it was like the fourth grade teacher. Uh-huh. Um, but she inspired me to keep going with education. Um, actually believed in me so highly that she gave me the confidence to believe in myself and, and succeed. That's awesome. What school was that? At John L. Marsh. So in Slag Valley. Oh, Marsh School. What was her name again? Miss Hayden. Oh, Miss Hayden. She got married and her name changed, and I can't remember. <laughs> but it was Miss Hayden when she was my teacher. See, teachers, you do great things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Laura. She is also, well, she's our special guest, but she is also 
a, a freestyle artist that you may know only in your dreams, Laura from Chicago, and my sister-in-law. Uh, she's joining us here today. Uh, who has been a bin, uh, big inspiration for you, uh, Laura? So I have to go with two women, and that would be my mother and my sister. So my mother, Carmen, and my sister, Susie. They are two of the strongest women I know. Um, my mother always taught me to have respect for myself as well as my sister. Did I listen? Not all the time. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know what? Um, they always, I always remember their advice, always. And, you know, it took me a little bit, but I got where I wanted to be. And, um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're just two of the strongest women I know. They taught me a lot of work ethic and taught me to always take care of myself, to stand up for myself, and to believe in myself. That's awesome. That's nice. Awesome, nice, awesome, nice. awesome. See all these beautiful women in the house and our parents and teachers and being an inspiration for others is also great. You know, we talk about that a lot, mentoring other other women and supporting other women. So what about for you, Nicole? I don't think you, you share that. Who has been the biggest mentor for you? Um, a mentor for me would be my my mother, my aunts. Growing up, I'm the only child, so I was always around. And that was like the... I didn't. I had cousins that were either too young or a little bit older. I have my one cousin, shout out to Dawn. Um, she's like uh, my sister. And um, having my aunts around uh, was always great. You know, I had my, 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 my Aunt Juanita always, always gave me great advice. And mm-hmm. growing up, she was the youngest of my dad's sisters. And um, I always looked up to her for, you know, advice. And she, I mean, she would give me advice from, you know, fashion to boys, um, you know, just the everyday things of growing up, right? Things, music, you know, it's a big influence on me on music. Um, my Aunt Mary, you know, would always gather us together at the parties. You know, she would, you know, show us not to kind of be shy and dancing. And, you know, I love to dance. So that came a lot from my aunts. Um, and so, yeah, and then my cousin Dawn, uh, she was like my big sister. Um, and until this day, you know, I always look up to her and she's always been there for me. So, yeah. That's yeah, nice. my aunts, my cousins, the madre. And then for me, it's similar to child. Uh-huh. My mom, and my mom has told me the same thing. You never depend on anybody. You make your own money. Mm-hmm. You don't need anybody in your life. She said, not just because of divorce, but they can die. Oh, you know mom. what I mean? I mean, I mean, no, because people think divorce right away, but something could happen, you yeah. know, to your husband. Right, you like if, I mean? if they, yeah, if you're on your own, you then what happens? Yes, well, life insurance <laughs> or big policies on the husband. No, <laughs> my mom has been the biggest supporter of all of us, and and she's very strong. Uh, but that's she's always on vacation. Yeah, oh, that's that's true. Yeah, and growing up in my family, there are 22 cousins, 22 girl cousins, oh. and four boys. So I've wow. always been around women. My mom has a very large group of friends, mm-hmm. and they're you know all women. So I've always been around a lot of women, yeah. successful women, yes. strong women. So I don't know any other way. I'm just so black inside about power. they could die. <laughs> <laughs> Good advice, mom. Exactly. <laughs> what happens if they die? I'm like, you gotta be seriously. That's true. You have to you have to know how to just support yourself mm-hmm. and be able to get by on mm-hmm. your own without 
not just the man, any any type of help. Any you know, especially when you have family. That is funny. So I have shared with our listeners how I met Nicole. So I would like to request for you ladies to maybe share your story. You know, how did you meet Nicole? Uh, any funny stories that you want to throw in there? Welcome. Um, Isabel, do you want to go first? Funny stories. Sure. <laughs> so I recall meeting Nicole through a friend named Angie Prado. Angie had just started Washington High School and had friended Nicole. Angie. <laughs> and her and I were big New Kids on the Block fans. I'm not dating anyone here. And so basically, I was in the grade before, I think it was in eighth grade, and we had had plans to go to a concert. And so Angie mentioned it to Nicole. Nicole wanted to um, also go to the concert, so all three of us got together. We purchased tickets and we go to this New Kids on the Block concert. Um, obviously, I just... And oh, Tiffany was there. Oh, and yeah. Johnny Bats, uh, something page. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we go to this concert um, and we had these tickets way in the back. And I just remember all three of us going and somehow coming up with a plan on how we could get closer to the stage. Um, we somehow maneuvered our ways in. We weren't so far back. We were like on the main floor. And oh, we God. basically ended up sharing seats with three other girls who allowed us to like basically use their seats because everybody was standing no on the fights. chairs. No fights, no fights, it was innocent. Yeah. yeah, so nice, good time, and then ever since then, I was Nicole's friend. Yeah, and all the parties came after that. That was it, that was a wrap, was Bell. <laughs> Laura, do you wanna share your story? Well, as you know, she's my sister-in-law, and I love her dearly, <laughs> but we didn't always like each other. <laughs> But in 1999 is when I met her. We met each other through our exes. And as the years went by, we just got closer and closer. And then we started going out. And then I made the mistake of introducing her to my brother. (laughs) (laughs) It was meant to be. Yes, it was. And the rest was his Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And she became a part of our family. There's yep. a lot of other yeah, a yeah. lot of other stories in between. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> but shh, nobody nobody tells those. I know. It's between <laughs> us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Faith, uh, you wanna go next? Um, so I've known Nicole since she was little and I was little and we went to Phil Sheridan and she hung around with my cousin Annie. Annie in the house. <laughs> Haven't and seen I think Annie you for a while. That in our previous episode, right? Well. <laughs> I just remember going going to her house um, and hanging out with her there, and we'd be out there. And then Faith and I think your sister would be there a lot with Annie's sister. Yeah, the oldest. Yeah, and I just remember them like hanging out, like sitting outside. You know, they had the high hair. They were a little older, just a little older. <laughs> they used to use a whole can of hairspray. Yeah, <laughs> but back then, I mean, Faithy seemed way older. You know, because a was, year or two. Yeah, was yeah, you feel like how old are older yeah. cousins? But you know, they, I just remember them always there, and it was just always like, oh, you know, I mean, we were, to them we were like really little, right? So it was just like, oh, and you're and a little since friend. Since now we're yeah. only twenty-one years old. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, Things make sense. Though. Yeah, so I, I, I remember that. Um, and then over the years, we just reconnected. So it's been cool. Nice. So what about you, child? How did you meet Nicole? I met Nicole in grammar school, Phil Sheridan, mm-hmm. sixth grade, and we used to exchange classes. She was in another 
class and I would be in another class and then we would exchange. Then we had mutual friends. So then we just all be, became friends. And then we would go to my house during recess. We would escape in the playground. We would cut during recess, escape. <laughs> we would <laughs> escape. Your mom's not listening. It's okay. Mom, you were a bad mom. Mom, you were a bad mom. <laughs> you didn't know all the stuff I did. <laughs> I know. Well, let's talk about it right now. So we would, I, we would come out from recess, and I we would make sure, old. yeah, we make sure that the teachers were gone. And there was like a few of us. Then we would run over to her house and make sandwiches and lemonade. And then we watch out the window to make sure tang, that tang. oh tang tang tang. And then uh, once the coast was clear. We would run back into the playground. How, somehow, never got caught. Never, ever. Never. So, and we used to make the sandwiches. I remember making a couple sandwiches. Nice. Yeah. You just used me to make sandwiches. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> the one time you weren't with us, oh. we, we did the same, but we cut the whole day. And then they had a truancy officer come to my house. Oh, <laughs> I didn't do that. See, I didn't do that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't there that day. See, I didn't do that, Mom. I didn't do that. <laughs> then we got caught. And then we stopped going to recess, remember? Oh, okay. <laughs> we stopped doing that because I already got caught. And then, yeah, the rest is history. That's oh. why I got a big butt because I got hit. On my- <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> She just she just went there. Okay. So then that's when they stopped the recess from going inside. <laughs> and you had to stay inside the classroom and play King Chase's Queen. Yes, oh my God. God. Because or, Charles' butt was too big. Or thumbs up. <laughs> that's why your butt was Seven big. Up, or what was that other game when you had to step? You put your fingers down and they would come and put your finger down. What was that game? We Heads played, up, seven up. There you go. Heads up, seven up. We used oh. to play that when it was freezing outside and we couldn't go outside. So we didn't always go outside for recess. Right. I don't remember that. And they erased around your head. King Chase, King Chase Queen. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we, we're all basically from the same area. We are from the same area. Except same school. me. I, I know. <laughs> well, but your families are. Chai, yeah. Chayo and Laura are cousins. Not mine. Yeah. <laughs> they are cousins. And look, look. We went to school together, and now you're honored with me being your cousin. All these beautiful ladies, known you for a very long time. I've known you for over 10 years now. But I don't think we know everything about you, Nicole. So we yeah, we, <laughs> we have a few questions for you. We actually did our homework and wrote them oh, down okay. and we're prepared. All right. So I hope you're ready for this. Okay. Um, I won't go first because, you know, I think I've asked you. <laughs> I have asked you a bunch of questions already in the previous <laughs> episodes. But I'll let Isabel go. All right. Your time to shine. I'll be the last one. So I'm actually going to give you a question related to the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Since we all grew up in the same neighborhood and we adopted Caro 10 years ago. Thank you. you. (laughs) So sorry. And Laura. I was there in spirit, you guys. (laughs) Um, Nicole, how did growing up in South Chicago influence your life? Um, Growing up in South Chicago definitely made me stronger. Um, growing up in South Chicago was not easy, uh, for me, um, had a lot of friends, you know, in the neighborhood, like I'm around my block and things, you know, it was, it was a tight community of friends that, uh, hung out there 90th in Houston. Anybody that grew up in the area knew that everybody hung out there one time or another, everybody ran through there, you know? And so growing up, I had great, um, so-called brothers 
that were there to, you know, to watch me. I'm the only child, so they always watched me and took care of me. Um, I had uh, lots of friends, but I think the the hardest thing for me was um, being around um, the the people that were kind of uh, what we say like the friends of intent. Mm-hmm. You know, there was always some. There was always something behind whatever was going on. I, I felt like my my involvement with a lot of the the people in the neighborhood was more to get by. It's like a safety net, you know. So, um, you know, nowadays, you know, we see all the bullying and things going on. That's basically how I felt like it was. Now that I look back on it, then I really didn't see it as bullying. I don't think we we anybody really looked at it that way. It was just. That's a tough neighborhood. Yeah, you know, it was just kind of like you went to school. If they didn't like you, you know, you fought or they didn't like you. They talked about you and you just kind of dealt with it. You know, it wasn't to the extreme as it is now. But um, being being around that kind of environment with other with other people really made me stronger. You know, it says a lot about who I am now. I mean, I'm not that person that I was back then. So it, it was hard, but I think at the same time, it making me who I who I am now, you know, it's, I wouldn't, I guess I, you know, I could say I wouldn't change it a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, just also from being from the neighborhood, it was a tough neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I think you're inspiration for people because now it may be a little bit different. You know, kids are very more about social media, um, but there's bullying that goes on with yeah. that. And um, hopefully they're listening and they they can know that you know you don't crumble when you face those types of things and you you move forward yeah and you're a very strong person so mm, thank awesome you for- so my question for you is um it's a little bit more personal mm-hmm. um you know coming from a roman catholic family myself being raised in a roman catholic family all my life mm-hmm. um you coming into my family, having a different religion, how was that for you? Um, how difficult or not difficult was it for you to feel like, did you need to adjust? Did you feel like you needed to portray something that you weren't? Um, how was that for you? I've always wanted to ask because mm-hmm. I've never been in a situation where any of my family members, we pretty much were with All race Catholic, yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, not knocking anybody yeah. whatsoever. I just wanted to know your perception on that. Um, well, I my mom grew up as a uh, Christian, um, and there could be a lot of, you know, a lot. there's a lot of categories how the Christian faith falls, but... Um, my my father was raised in the family. I believe they were they were Catholic till some point. Um, then there was just a time where my grandmother chose to go and follow a different religion, and then so my dad didn't do that. Um, so I was like, okay, he was more like, yeah, you know, I I have my beliefs in this, and that's it. My mom losing her parents, losing both of her parents as a, as a teenager, uh, found herself more following the Christian faith of my uncle. Um, so that's what saved her and she had her, her brother to kind of guide her, even though she made her own decisions, but growing up in the house, it was her faith that I always remember, you know, her always instilling that, you know, those parts in my life and her, her thought was always like, you know, you make up your own decisions. This is what, this is how it is for me. This is how it is for them. Um, um, never really get, that made me feel like you have to do this or you have to believe this. You have to follow me. She never did that. It was kind of like, you know, you're going to make your own decision. 
so as becoming an adult, I mean, well, you know, well, as being a younger and, and, you know, going to like friends' homes and things, I was really familiar with the Catholic religion because I, you know, like one of my best friends, her mother was really, her grandmother was really Catholic. And it was like, well, you are going to be here and you're going to spend a night. You guys are going to be out, but you got to be in church tomorrow. You know, there we are all hungover sitting in church. Like what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> you know, things like that. Or even just friends in a neighborhood, you know, we had, a, we have the big, you know, uh, church in South Chicago, OLG, and um, that's where everybody went. So I remember a couple times just going with my friends. They would go, oh, want to come? Sure, let's go. And I just remember sitting there and, you know, and listening to everything. And I've always been really interested in religions and always ask questions about things. And I think that's what kind of maybe, too, was kind of like, where do I find myself? Because I have a lot of questions, you know. And then, you know, a lot of traditional things that go on in religion. I just, well, you know, I just found myself, like, wondering where, what was best fit for me, I guess. I don't know. But um, so then as I got older, uh, I didn't really, I don't know, you know, there's a time for everybody. Everybody has their time. I mean, you get that calling, you know, when it's, when it's right for you. But uh, then when I met your family, they're very religious and they're really strong and it's all about family. And, and that's one thing that they do as a family is let's pray. It's time to pray. You pray as a family. Um, and it, and it's nice to be around that, you know? And so coming in, I never felt like, oh, here we go. I don't want to do this. Or why do they do this? This is stupid. You know, like, you know, you just think about things that you hear from other people uh, about how people's um, religions, their faith and things they do. But I never felt that way. I always embraced it. And, you know, until this day, like I always... Me, my, you know, my, my, my in-laws would come over and me and my father would always talk about, you know, we have conversations about religion and I could ask him anything or question what he, what he thinks about something. And it's never an issue. Like no one judges anyone. And, um, and I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I think that's, that's one thing that I value about the family is their, their religion and their faith and, and their dedication to it. So it was never hard for me. It was just kind of, I just kind of felt, I felt like I just, I don't know. I just never really thought about it, to be honest with you, until now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm happy you felt that you didn't, you weren't excluded, you know? No, I never felt excluded. I never felt like it wasn't a place for me. I just, I don't know. I just, it was, I don't know. It was just like a good fit. It just, it flowed naturally. It was just part of the family. So, Nicole, do you put your kids in time out? Time out. <laughs> Faith, that is like a question no one like no one ever asked you that. Like, how do you know? <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I do discipline my kids. My face is like, time out. Uh, but I don't put them in time out, like direct, like, go, you're in timeout, like, go sit over there, and it's funny, because people that put their kids in timeout, I mean, that's your thing, but, you know, you would always, we would always make fun of, like, you're put your kid in timeout, for real, like, we didn't have timeout growing up, right, it was either, here's the bell, here's this, the chocolate, whatever you got, <laughs> you're gonna listen, you know, whatever, or my grandmother would do this with the hand, you shake your hand, like, you're gonna get a whooping, so that being in timeout was, was something that I didn't, I didn't have when I was growing up. So I pretty much disciplined my kids the way I was disciplined. So it was either you listen to me or you do this, you do that, or, you know, 
not kind of like whoop your kids, but you know what I mean? It's never been a timeout, but I do discipline that people. I do do. That's a good, that's a funny one. <laughs> Child, do you discipline your kids? Do you put them in timeout? <laughs> well, uh, that's another no episode. <laughs> you moms and disciplining. Before getting married, did you get to do everything you wanted, Nicole? Yes, and some. <laughs> I got married at an. <laughs> I mean, I got married at an older age, right? So I was like, I had the kids at thirty six, right? So I was already older, <laughs> wiser. Um. <laughs> Me being single, you know, I got to tr travel for work and, and you know, just just do whatever, basically whatever I wanted. I mean, being single meaning I wasn't married. And um, though it was hard because a lot of my friends already had children, you know, in high school. So as they're being moms, you know, I'm traveling and, you know, working in the city and doing all these great things I want to, you know, and you know, going back to school, doing the things I, I, I want to do, right? So I think that I, I, I got to do a lot. I mean, there's a lot that you, I mean, you could, I, sometimes I feel like I didn't do everything that I wanted to do. You know, like there was so much more I could have done, but I mean, I wouldn't change it. You know, I really enjoyed my 20s, you know, because I didn't do anything till I was legal age. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, I did enjoy my, my, my single years and not, you know, having those extra responsibilities that I thought I'd never have. So, yeah. What is your biggest accomplishment you would say now? I would say having my family because I never thought, <clears throat> excuse me, Palomas. I never thought that, um, <laughs> that I, that I would, I never saw myself having the family. You know, I just always saw myself as a single girl going to move to New York because that was the plan and do this and do that. And, you know run this town type stuff, you know what I mean? But, um, so I never thought about it. Um, so yeah, you know, I still sit back. I mean, my, we have, we have twins and they just turned nine and I still sit there and I'm like, I can't believe I have children. Like, I can't believe I have two kids, like twins. Like, yeah, I just can't believe like, this is me. Like, this is, you know, and living in, you know, Indiana. So You're like, it wasn't part of the plan. <laughs> that wasn't my plan, but you know, it's not up to me. So yeah, it's it's been it's it's been a, a nice ride. Aww. Yeah. I have a long way to go. Help me out, people. And you're doing great. You're doing oh, a great job. Thank so. you. Thank you. And I mean, you know, this is why I drink a lot of palomas, people. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of us do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I do have one question that I don't think I've ever asked you. But mm -hmm. what makes you feel the most vulnerable? The or, most vulnerable. Or what what moment, or even if it's not in the present time, but maybe in the past, mm -hmm. where you felt vulnerable? Um, I never, I never thought to think about like any, you know, that like what makes me vulnerable. I never something I never thought about before. Like, does anything make me vulnerable? You know, no one's a superwoman, right? But I think I feel most... <laughs> just oh, child. Child. Um, child and chingona. Right, the right. The name says it all. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think the one thing that I'm most vulnerable is when it comes to the kids. I feel like the way the world is now, yeah. how do I protect my kids? Mm -hmm. You know, like it's... 
it's just so hard to think about it. You know, I think about us growing up and then I think this is why I didn't want to have any kids because I didn't want to have to worry about stuff like this, you know. Yeah. And and it's really about what happens to my kids when I'm gone. Like, how are they going to be like, you know, because I, I can't, it's not where I feel like, I think it's age, aging, you know, mm -hmm. because it's not about, am I going to live to a hundred? Am I going to live tomorrow? Yeah. You know, is how I feel. So it's like, what happens if, I'm not here tomorrow. Like, you know, and, and, and I'm a planner naturally, you know, that's just what I did in occupation. That's how I am every day. And I feel like I, I always want to plan ahead. I always need to know, like, I would like to know what's going to happen, you know? And like, I have this conversation with my husband, like, well, what are we going to do if something happens? Like, we need to prepare for it. Like, you know, like who's going to take care of this. And if I, you know, if I pass, then, you know, how is this going to work? Or, and he's looking at me like, really? I'm like, I, I could go to bed and not wake up tomorrow. And then what? You're not prepared. No one's prepared. You know what I mean? And those are the things I get, you know, and then someone, you can't control everything. You know, well, you know, I can't. But if it's going to make me feel better knowing that I could have something. You have a plan. I have a plan. You know, proper planning, you know, like, you know. So do you, do you think that, um, like a... I hate to talk about horoscopes, but do you think it's a Pisces thing or is that a woman thing? So we have three people born in March here. Yes. All like birthdays. And Chingona and Chayo are also Pisces. Are Pisces? Aquarius. Okay. Oh, oh, it's a Pisces? Yeah. Oh, so I okay. can totally relate to what mm -hmm. you're saying, right? So like I'm at a point where my kids are... 22. I'm a bad mom. We'll edit that out. 22 and my youngest is 18. And I still find myself thinking in that way, you know, and they're, they're adults. So it's like how, yeah, 19 child's like, no, your youngest is 19. Okay. 19 child. So, I mean, you like, when do we stop worrying? Like, Never. I feel like kids. I feel like it never happens so, in a day. Like guess what? Well, and then you're gonna worry for the grandkids. Oh, oh, God. oh, yeah. My mom said that you love them more than your kids. It's kind of true. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I heard that. She told me straight to my face. It's I'm not, sorry. You kind of love them more. It's a different kind of love. Yeah. Yeah. Because I love because it's different. It is. It's not that you love them more than your children. It's a different kind of love that you have for them. It's just weird because they're from you, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like you're always able to give them back. But then it's like... You but do you worry for your grandchildren like you do about your kids? Like, I like Well, not necessarily. I know, still, right? It's so weird. It's, you still do. I did the first, like, two years. Cause I was like, my son's too young. Like, is he even ready to be a parent? <laughs> so I was like scared, you know, like, well, they, are they, they going to know what to do? Like, what is like, it was it, scary. Mm -hmm. But then once I seen they had it under control, like now it's like, I love spending time with my grandchild, but mm -hmm. like, I still go to sleep at night, like worried about, I won't necessarily say my grandbabies, but my oldest son, your, mm -hmm. but kind of, I still do. Right. Cause I still like worry about their future and. Yeah, I mean, but it never goes away. I think no. it's natural. I, I think it's, it's something like our parents. within us as women that no matter yes. what, we're always going to worry about our children, where they're at, if they're going to get hurt while they're out there, no matter how old they are. My mom, to this day, still worries about me, still tells me, oh, mija, 
you shouldn't do this and you should do this and you got to think about this and you shouldn't be traveling over there because this could happen. It's like, mom, oh, I yeah. am uh, at an age that I won't disclose. <laughs> 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 and I tell her, you know, you, you just got to have a little faith that, you know, you know, out of everybody, I tell her, you've got to have faith that everything's going to be okay. She's like, I do, but I can't control everything that yeah. goes on around there. Right. And I feel her. I do. I think about all of my kids at the same time and oh, there comes anxiety and it's like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. who's aware and is somebody going to crash? Is somebody going to choke? That is a constant worry no matter what. And I think that no matter how old they are, it's always going to be within us. Yes. Always. Yes. So yes. We and, and Laura's a Capricorn <laughs> and I'm a Libra. <laughs> uh -huh. so I don't, it might not, not be to your first oh. question. <laughs> I think it's it more about just be. being a woman and being that yes. mom, right? I worry about my kids all the time. And now my, my oldest is driving and it, she drives five minutes away to go to work. And I'm like, yeah, you just imagine make so much sure. stuff is going to happen in that five yes. minutes. Yes. I said, don't go by that pond. You know, just go all the way, you know. Hey, you know yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. for those with young ones, I, I think we'll spare you some grief, right? Um, through this, but I feel like the hardest part of parenthood is like when your kids reach like a certain point, and this is probably like a whole nother mm -hmm. segment you guys can do. <laughs> um, but it's basically like when you realize that you can't control what they're going to do. Right? right. Yeah. So they get to that age where they're like, don't worry, mom, like just trust in what I do. Mm -hmm. And like, like before I wouldn't even sleep. Like if they went out, like, Oh no, oh, I'm not sleeping until like I see them back or whatever. But it's such a, that's like the hardest and, part. And that's that a good reminder for us to what, like our parents, our guardians or grandparents had to go through, go through when we were young, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, that's... It's the hardest part yeah. of parenthood when you have to, like, leave it up to them to decide for their own... And it's so different now. Actions. You know, it's, you know, I remember us growing up in the area and we would walk blocks you know, with our friends to go, go to the park, to park yeah, or Besmer, or we'd walk down commercial, go <laughs> visit so-and-so, and, -so, and then we, yeah, go, we would walk would over the bridge by ourselves with the kids, the we would go out to like the dance hall parties that we had in the, in, in the neighborhood, or wherever the parties were going on, we would go, and it was just kind of like, okay, well, we're going to be here, okay, be careful, you know, whatever, and it, it's just totally different. Yeah. And, and it it, you know, while, you know, Laura, you still have young kids, you, and some of you have the grandchildren, but if, you know, your kids are older, it doesn't make a difference, but it's harder when they are younger. And I'm thinking, you know, like we're all the same age and I was a little late. So we're, some of you have your 20 plus year olds or gra being grandparents. I'm, ha I'm just have my kids are just nine. And, and in addition to that, my son is my, my autistic right so even though he's like on a mild of he's mild on the spectrum it's still it, it's something that he still has and it's something that we have to think about you know so my my thinking about preparing and planning and and it is totally different because my thing isn't like well well, as they get older, they'll be able to do for themselves or their own, you know, because I don't know what it's going to look like. So those vulnerabilities for me are totally different because I can't just say, oh, well, you know, once they, you know, become teenagers or young adults, they're just going to be on their way and it'll be a little bit easier. My thinking is a little bit different. I don't know how it's going to look for them. And then I have to think about 
his sister and how that works. And I'm already trying to, you know, like worry about like, oh, you know, getting everybody on the same page with, you know, understanding what this is and how to deal with it and, and, and who's going to, you know, take care of them if something happens and how am I going to get my daughter uh, educated on, on this because she's going to always have her brother, you know, like it's so much. <laughs> well, you're doing a great job, Nicole. Salud. So, you, you know, like, I just tell job. you, you're a great mom Thank and a great you. super uh, superwoman. Superwoman? You are. Wonder Woman? So, I guess you asked me that question. Like I said, I never thought about it. I guess I really have been thinking about it, right? <laughs> I, just didn't, I just didn't see it as, like, being vulnerable. But that's exactly what it is, you know. Just a day at a time and, you know, I'm just, I'm just glad that I have a great support system and family and friends and, um, and, and my husband, you know, and it's scary sometimes, but it's, I'm, I'm doing it, you know, and that's all I can and do. You're doing, and you're doing a great job. Great. Thank great you. Job. Awesome job. Thank you. Yeah. I've told you that more than Yeah. Me. Yeah. Because I see how you interact with him. Yeah. So, you know. I'm doing my best and just leave it in God's hands, like I say. I, I read something that says, I'm doing my best and my best is enough. Because <laughs> sometimes we're too hard on yeah, ourselves. Yeah, yeah, we don't think that we're doing enough. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. That's yeah, a good yeah. one. Did, did they say who said that? Uh, it's, an it's an unknown. It's an unknown. I think I did. <laughs> or did no. we say a different podcast on that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was by somebody. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, it is enough. So, ladies, if you feel the same way and you feel like, you know, you can't overcome these hurdles and you're stressed and feeling that anxiety, take a breath, right? Like Pablo said, like Pablo keep said, moving. Keep moving. And doing, do the best you can because that's all we could do. Yes, because if you sit on the couch, it's never going to go away. Yeah. Unless you're binging and you're watching like Netflix. <laughs> because Netflix has some good TV shows there. You know, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> We learned so much about you, Nicole, in this episode. Yeah, I think I've learned a lot about myself, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think asking questions and having a conversation, why we started this in the first place, yeah. is, is great. And being able to have that with my friends and family, it's, it's cool. You ask me questions. I don't, that's something I'm not thinking about or I don't have on a norm. That's not my everyday conversation, you know, with people. So I don't know if you all want to know all that about me, but there you go. <laughs> it's pretty simple. No, I don't think I'm complicated. I'm not a complicated nice. person. I mean, and it's also not easy to share certain things, you know, yeah, not everybody true. is as open and authentic, you know what I mean? So, yeah. so that was, that was awesome. Thank you for sharing oh, that with you. us. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Thank and you. thank you, ladies, for joining us. This, this episode is very special. We've you had a lot of palomas, by the way, people, just so you know. <laughs> You don't hear it going on here, but we've been having our little party in between our recordings and stuff like oh, that. Yes. So, yeah, we feel a little and good. And I hope you like the TikTok. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes, but but thank you again. I mean, this has been very, very nice. And you guys are troopers. Thank you for supporting us. I know... Um, you know, having a podcast is not the easiest thing. Nico <laughs> knows this too, but I mean, you guys make it all better, and it's, it's and you got that behind much the scenes yes, of how um, easy it is. You know, just one, two, three, and we're done. We yes, <laughs> stay tuned. We we have a few pictures from behind the scenes for this one. And you could always follow us on our platforms at Facebook and on Instagram. 
Yeah. Uh, if you have any, you know, comments or questions or things, like, feel free to leave a, a comment. So, but thank you, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. And please stay tuned for next week's episode. You can't miss it. Salud, Salud. ladies. Salud. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy birthday to me. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday, Nicole. Did I tell you it was my birthday? <laughs>